0: Welcome back to the L Series Segment 2. Once again, it is a true delight to share this time with you. So thank you for tuning in. By now, you will have established your baseline and life direction by having followed the first three steps. You'll have determined your current level of fulfillment. What's going for you that has led to that fulfillment? What would the ideal look like at maximum fulfillment? I hope that what you've discovered about your life through this activity has been informative, and has given you insight about your life, what's working for you, and the direction you want to take it in. The question now of course is, so how do I get to my ideal version of what would give me maximum fulfillment, especially if my ideal version seems so far away from my current reality? To answer this question, I want to begin with a very well-known quote, a journey of a thousand miles." still begins with one single step. In today's segment, I will help you determine what that single step is for you. Are you ready and willing? Here's the thing, your heart knows. When you open your heart, it will give you the answer. In step number four, I'm gonna take you through an activity that is designed to do just that, by focusing your attention on gratitude. Gratitude opens your heart like nothing else. To do this, I want to invite you to explore each of the eight areas of life and consider the following questions. The more detail you can answer these questions in, the more you'll successfully open your heart and get to the accurate answer for you. What is that single step you need to take? So, here's the questions. What good things happened to me in this area between last Rosh Hashanah and this upcoming Rosh Hashanah. What gifts did I receive in this area? What opportunities came my way? What have I mastered in this area? Let me share a very small part of Shira's answer. Okay, remember Shira from last segment? I'm sharing a small part because she actually filled up almost an entire page, just in the area of family. So here are some things to help guide you in figuring out what you're looking for to express gratitude about. Here are some of the things she said. All my children were healthy this year. We made Bar Mitzvah and it was beautiful. We got a really good Shalief to help our son with his Gemara challenges and he has made a lot of progress. We had a beautiful family vacation with great bonding and memories created. My daughter got picked to lead a project at school. A community member gave us heartwarming feedback about our son when he observed him davening in shul. I have mastered more patience when dealing with my three-year-old tantrums. And so this is expressing gratitude to oneself or appreciation for one's progress. In my marriage, which is still part of family, of course, she said she had many meaningful moments, that she shared together with her husband, and she proceeded to outline each one of them since last Rosh Hashanah to this Rosh Hashanah. In my marriage, I've mastered a more respectful and effective way of getting my needs met instead of my old pattern of controlling and demanding, which wasn't really working and I didn't like myself when I did that. This is just some examples of what you're looking for. The more detailed you get, the more profound the results for you in shifting your state to one of open-heartedness. Now, I personally recommend that you explore all areas in one sitting for maximum results, followed by step number five that we're going to take a look at right now. In step five, we actually get to the specifics of what practical step you need to take. So what I want you to do is is begin by scanning all areas of life in the life cycle map and ask yourself, which area would give me the greatest return if I focused my attention and efforts over there? You're going to notice that you'll be drawn to at least one area over the others. Now, even if two or three areas come up, choose one that feels best for you. Don't worry that you might be missing out if you just narrow it down to one. See, here's how it works. All areas of life are actually interconnected like cogwheels. When you improve one area of your life, it draws all the other areas up. Just like when you turn one wheel, it sets all the other wheels in motion. Now, Once you've identified the area of life that's calling you to really get on board with that area of your life you chose, you want to ask yourself these questions. Why would it be meaningful to me to focus on this area to create the ideal version of what I want that area to look like? How would it serve me or benefit me? So why would it be meaningful to me to achieve success in the area that I chose? Let's take a look at Shira's answer. You see the answer to this question, and once again, the more specific you get and accurate you are with it for yourself, meaning the accuracy is just for you. Uh, There's not one right answer out there, but what's true for you, the more accurate you get, the more motivated and inspired and on board you get with following the single step you're going to identify and choose. So Shira settled on choosing her financial life. Interesting, right? We met her financial life in the last segment. So she decided that that was the one that was calling her the most. And when she explored the question why improving that area of life would be meaningful to her, she said, first and foremost, because it would give me a feeling of security, which would lead to much greater calm. That in itself is significant because when I'm calm, everything is better. It would enable me to interact with my family in a better way, my marriage in a better way, at work in a better way. Me being calm means everything is good. As well as that, it would allow me to provide for the things that are near and dear to my heart. I could meet the kids' needs with ease. Clearly, families at the top of our list of values. I could meet their needs with ease. Bottom line, what I've noticed with raising the children, everything involves money. As well as that, I could afford meaningful experiences for myself that I've been withholding um, because I don't have the money. Like one of my dreams has been to participate in studying something, and also to travel overseas to some places that some of my family members have been to, that I have not been able to attend. Another reason why money would be meaningful to me and putting my efforts into the financial side of my life would be because then I could use my generous side. Something inside me deeply wishes to ease the plight of others. With money, I could do that. And here's something else that was really important for Shira. I could have more future-based security. I just know, my kids are fairly young now, but there are going to be so many more expenses into the future. Just thinking about that makes me so frightened, and working on this area would relieve all of that anxiety, bringing back to me energy that I could use more and staying focused in the here and now, and putting in maximum input to the things that are showing up in my life right now. I could just reclaim all of that energy if there was more money in my life. So when you're determining why you're willing or why it would be important to you to put your effort into this area, consider going for at least seven whys, seven reasons why it would be significant, meaningful, and inspiring for you to improve that area of your life. That's going to get you totally on board. Now you're all set to go. So you can consider this. In this area, what is one small step I can do to move in the direction of creating my most fulfilling experience in the area of life I chose? Here's what you want to know. The step could be a single action step. It might be an action step. Or it could be something more intense than that, like developing a new skill. It could be Developing a new habit. Or it might mean letting go of a habit or a pattern that isn't working for you and interfering with your progress in that area. It could be having to collect information so that you can move yourself forward. You might be missing some information, and that might be what you need to do. Or it might mean educating yourself about something specific so that you can move forward in that area. Here's the thing. No matter what you settle on as the single action step, you want to make sure it's both doable and sustainable, or it won't hold. Doable means it's an action step that you can actually do. Sustainable means that you can hold your commitment over a long period of time, or at least until you're masterful in that area. To help you understand how to determine if it's doable and sustainable, and for the purpose of our work here, I'm going to work with one small step that is focused on developing a new skill or habit. So in our next segment, we're going to follow Shira and see what she chooses and how she gets it to be doable and sustainable. So tune back in next week for easy instructions on how to do this for yourself. And remember, a journey of a thousand miles depends on this single step you're gonna take. So, see you next time, bye for now.